Hello, my friends. It's your host, Anna. Welcome to this week's episode on Undereducated. Today, we are jumping into a birth story that is nothing short of amazing, from difficulty trying to conceive to an unexpected preterm labor and birth. You won't want to miss this one. Tune in and let's get going. Okay, you guys, so today I'm here with Shelby. We are going to dive into kind of her women's health story and a birth story that is one that I'm really excited for everyone to hear because I think you have a couple things that people probably haven't heard about and just some real life experience that we can all learn from. So let's start with kind of your intro to women's health when you got your diagnosis of PCOS. So what happened was... um. I was going on a humanitarian trip to India, and they kept telling us that you don't want to be on your period in India, so mm-hmm. make like, sure... figure you... out your birth control pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so I went to the doctor, and um, basically, I had never had a normal period, which I thought was normal. Like, I had never had one every single month, which okay. I just didn't question. And they ended up running some tests, and it turned out I had polycystic ovarian syndrome, or mm-hmm. PCOS. Um, and from that point, they said, like, it can be hard for women to get pregnant because they have this, even though I was nowhere near having yeah, babies. Yeah, you're, like, they, 16 at yeah, this point. You're, like, okay, like, thanks. Just so you know, like, it can be. And so, anyways, so I found out then, and I had done, like, some research before trying to get pregnant just to figure out what it was because a lot of women can get Uh, cysts when they have PCOS Mm -hmm. I personally never have but basically you just have like irregular periods you don't have one every month for me I don't like if I'm not on some type of medication I won't have a period I wow like I one time went like three years without having a period oh my gosh wow yeah so it can and that's not the same for everyone I think you have to have there's a bunch of different symptoms and if you have three of them you can get diagnosed Okay. Or something like that. Yeah, I'll dive. I honestly, I don't know off the top of my head all the things about it, but we'll do a little something about it when we post your episode so we can all learn a little bit more. Yeah, it's really, it's so interesting and crazy, and there's still, like, research coming out because as far as I know, there's not any real reason why it happens. Yes, I was like, going to say, it's happens. kind of like an undetermined cause, Yeah, it's which hard. is why it's tricky for women to, one, get diagnosed, because, again, like, there's all the symptoms. I do know this. Like, there's all the symptoms, and it's, like, if you have the three of these many, you can be in, like, the blanket diagnosis yeah. of PCOS, but, like, it's kind of a blanket diagnosis at the same time. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And there can be, like, a lot of people don't, like, like, they'll just try to push metformin mm-hmm. and birth control, which, for me, those both worked, but for other people, they don't. Like, you can yeah. get really sick, and so, and I, I know a lot of women who have gotten really sick on metformin and it it just kind of that's just kind of they just give you that yeah it's kind of the protocol like oh you have PCOS let's try this yeah Yeah. so but anyway so fast forward to so I met my husband we met on our missions we both were serving in Indianapolis Indiana amazing and so yeah it was 
It was awesome. <laughs> Honestly. But um, he, which is crazy, too, because we both ended up living in Utah, so. Okay, is out. he from here originally? He's from Ogden, so. Okay, okay, so came back yeah. home where he, you both were from Utah, at least. Yeah, which was okay. really nice, because okay. that would have sucked. I know, Anyways. like, trying to do all the long-distance commuting, all the things yeah. like that. Oof. Mm-mm. I can't even, yeah, don't even want to think about it. <laughs> so, so we knew, okay, so we got married. So going into marriage, I already knew that it was going to be hard. And we had already, like, had that talk and stuff. And so when we finally were ready to start trying, I literally the instant I got married, I wanted kids. You're like, I want a baby literally. now. <laughs> I but I knew it. it wasn't, like, realistic, so we waited. Okay. But I think we had been married. This year's five years, so I think when three years is when we started trying. Okay. We... I had had a really bad experience with my first gynecologist. Okay. Sorry. I'm so sorry. He was just rude, and I just did not like him. And so going into my second gynecologist, I was really nervous. And I think – actually, I don't think I know. The reason I was nervous is being plus size in healthcare is nerve-wracking I don't even know if that's the right word but so many times I've gone to a doctor for something and I've just been told to lose weight when I'm like that's Mm. not why I'm here like which I understand like like I get it but at the same time it's like okay but can we actually talk about me like instead of just telling me to lose weight and then leaving like I can't tell you how many times that's happened anyway so I was very very nervous to tell a doctor that I wanted to get pregnant Mm. Because in my eyes at the time, I was like, they don't let fat people get pregnant. <laughs> and I would literally, like, I I panicked yeah. before going because I was so scared. But I have the best doctor. He is oh, amazing. Like, And so I, looking back, I didn't need to be nervous at all to tell mm-hmm. him I wanted to get pregnant. But and I also think, like, those feelings you're having are so valid and real. And I'm sure people also feel that. And I think on any spectrum where, like, you walk into especially a doctor's appointment where you have to be vulnerable and open or, like, they're looking at your body, which is something that, like, you're very vulnerable about no matter what your thing be that you're there to, like, see them for. You know what I mean? And to feel like there's any ounce of judgment or assumptions being made without, like, the problem you're actually there for being addressed, mm-hmm. that just, like, it hurts my heart because I, I've heard this before from moms, especially in the birth world, that come, you know, to the end of pregnancy and they feel, like, shamed by their nurse or something because they gained more weight than they should have during pregnancy or, like, something silly like that. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just, I just want to be, like, the root. Like, come on, people. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. Like, we are people. Just trying to like help each other and live and I wish more people just like took on that thought when they came to healthcare, especially in the birth world. So I'm sorry that those were fears that you felt going into your, you know, very big step of your life where you're like, we want to start a family. Yeah. And like the feelings that I'm feeling are like nervous and scary mm-hmm. when really it's like we want to be excited, you know? Yeah. So I'm so glad that the gynecologist you did find is one that you totally vibed with. And, like, good for you for changing. Oh, yeah. Because. Well, and that's one thing I was always scared to do because, like, in my family, it's like, 
you go to a doctor and you go to him like, your whole forever. life. forever. Yeah, yeah. Like, which no is changing. fine. <laughs> like, if that works yeah. for you, great. But So I was so nervous. I even told the doctor's office before I went. I was on the phone with the receptionist, and I was like, I am plus size, and if anyone says anything to me, First off, I'm going to cave, and I'm going to do whatever they say, but then I'm going to leave and never come back. Yes, yeah, so you're like, but then I'm like, never walking through your yeah, door I was again. Like, I just want you to know, like, I may agree with you at the office, but as but soon I as I leave, it. I'm not coming back. I love it. And so, I think they had already, like, been prepped, and he, oh, I just love my doctor so much. I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name, probably not, but he is amazing. And so, I met with him. I, first off, I just needed... um what's that word um a prescription no a um, physical no what's it called a check like when they check you down there for cancer. oh um uh oh my goodness oh my goodness Why can't I think of the what word? is my brain it's uh, when they do like you have a speculum and they do uh oh my gosh you guys not a CPAP what is my mom what is my mom brain <laughs> you can't. are joking me it's not a Give CPAP because I wear a no. CPAP. <laughs> no, I a pap smear. A pap yes, smear. Yes, oh my yes. gosh. Okay. I cannot believe it just took me a minute to get there. No, I am mortified. not complete. A pap smear, yes. That's what I needed. We both are on uh, no sleep and too much caffeine. That is all. Yes. Okay, um, so you so needed I your need pap smear. Love it. So I go to him and... And then I, that's when I told him, I was like, so pretty soon here, I'm not seeing right now, but in the next couple months, we want to start trying. I had been diagnosed with CNA, CNA, what am I saying? PCOS. So he was like, okay, we're going to run a full panel on you just to double check everything. Just make sure you're on the right dosage of medication and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have one question. At this point, were you like actively taking medication to have a cycle every month? Yeah, so okay. just hormonal birth control. Okay. Um, just the pill. I just took the generic. Right. Um, so he – oh, I think that's also what I needed from him. I needed that prescription and my metformin. Okay. So we do that. We, he runs the panel, which was crazy because the panel, he was like, you don't have signs. Like, your blood sugar is good, which I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I take metformin, so that makes sense. Yeah. Then he was like, your hormones are good, too. I'm not worried about them. So that felt really good. Yeah, great. So I wasn't, because I was really scared about it. I'm sure. But um, I can't remember how much time had gone by when I finally had decided to tell him I wanted to start trying. I had been meeting with, not a therapist, but a life coach. Okay. And I had been talking to her about it and kind of geared myself up to ask him because I was still nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and... When I asked him, I was literally bawling, and he was like, "Listen, you are driving the car. Your car is your life. You're in the pa- you're in the driver's seat. I am in the passenger seat. My mm-hmm. goal is to get you pregnant. I don't have any other goal than that right now. Mm-hmm. If you say let's go and the lights green, we're going." And that was so like eye opening and like it felt amazing to have a doctor say that to yes. me when I had had such bad experiences in the past. And so, because he already knew I had PCOS and those things, he was like, I don't want you to try naturally. He's like, you can, but if you want to, I'll have you, we'll start you on Femara. We'll try that first. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm like, okay, yes, I want it. So, we tried for three months, and I got a positive, not pregnancy, I'm so sorry, positive ovulation test every single time. Okay. 
um, which was amazing. Yeah. I was, like, and it was on the lowest dose. That's great. No, you're fine. Anyways, it was on the lowest dose, so I was so excited. And I had my period naturally, which that had not happened yet. That was, I... Even not being pregnant, I was still so excited to have. Yes, like, you're like my body is like yeah. doing its thing. It's like it knows what it's mm-hmm, doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I did need a break though. I I needed a mental break. So we stopped, and I think we stopped for about six months or maybe four to six months. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready to start trying again. And my sweet husband, he is just so like, this is your body. When if you tell us to stop, we're gonna stop. I'm ready, but if you need a break, he was like, I'm not the one being pumped full of hormones. Yeah. If you need a break, we'll take a break. So I I would just come to him when I was like, we need to stop for a yeah. second, and he'd be like, okay, that's fine. And I love that. I love that he was oh, so respectful and just like, yeah, let's. Just, this is us together mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah, and he's oh, he's the best. I love my husband. <laughs> but um, so we stopped. For, no, no, so we started, stop, started again, and then it, it was around Halloween time, and I, the months from October to December are my favorite months, I love them, I love the holidays, yes. I love everything about them, and I was feeling so overwhelmed, and I felt like this need to stop, like, mm. it was time to stop for a minute, mm-hmm. and so I was like, and I was very open on social media too, I was posting about it, and so I posted I think I'm going to stop for these couple months. So we did. We enjoyed the holidays. We enjoyed family. Mm-hmm. We just had fun. Yeah. And then we're like, we'll start in January again. And I was getting to my wits end. Like, I was done. I was like, yeah. this is not fun. Every single month. And the hard part was, at this point, I had stopped um, having my period naturally. So I had to be on progesterone, I think okay. it's called. Mm-hmm. So it was just so... It was just so much. Like, it's just It's so a lot. Much. It's exhausting. Yeah, Not only it is, is it, like, emotionally and mentally exhausting to, like, go through trying to have a baby. Like, that alone is so much. Then add all the medications that you're having to take to even help your body, like, mm-hmm. have a cycle. Have enough hormones to, like, regulate. Do all the things. Like, I can only imagine how you were feeling just at your wit's end. Plus, like, it's taking time. Yeah. Like, this is, like not a oh this was a one month thing and we got pregnant like it's like no this is literally what a year's almost a year at this point yeah at this point all together it from the start of the first appointment to finding out I was pregnant it was 18 months okay and it was just so So much. much yeah and so January came and I'm like okay I will try three more times and then I'm done okay so we try and we try nothing happens the third time comes around, and um, I had almost missed my ovulation window because I had forgotten to take a test. Okay. So we hit the window. I'm like, okay, I had no confidence at all. I was like, this isn't going to work. I don't even care. If it works at this point, I'm done. Yeah. And so then, like, the two-week wait, and then I had – I had – for some reason, I had an expired pregnancy test. I don't know why, but I had one. Okay. I love it. And so, <laughs> I, in my head, I was like, I'll just take it because you're more likely... This is probably fake, so nobody <laughs> listen to this. Because I was like, you'll probably get a false positive rather than a false, false negative. 
turns out that's not true. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work yeah. that way. But no, no, it does not. <laughs> so I took it and it was negative. We now know that negative was fake. I love it. And I seriously had a mental breakdown. I was done. I was bawling. I was like, really? I I don't even want a kid at this point. <laughs> like, yes. I, I'm done. I threw all our ovulation tests away. I was so done. I went to my husband and I was like, we're just going to live our life, and if we have a kid one day, we have a kid one day, but I am done. And he was like, that's okay. Like, we can be done. Like, we're done. So then a month went by, and I was like, oh, you know, I should, because I didn't want to get back on hormonal birth control, because, like, can we just talk about that? It's (laughs) not fun. I know. I'm like, go out by all means. (laughs) It's not fun. It, I never realized that. I wasn't crazy until I was off birth control. Oh my goodness. I, yeah, no, Shelby, I have used hormonal birth control literally for, okay, maybe it was two months of my entire life. And I was so freaking crazy. I like, I couldn't even stand it. Like I, I seriously, I had to go off of it because I was like, this is not me. This is crazy. I am like literally doing things and responding to people like I have never in my, yes whole entire life it is it is no joke yeah so you're like I just need a break from everything (laughs) and I also was gonna say I think that this is so powerful just for women to hear and people out there to hear how actually emotionally draining this journey can be because I feel like obviously others like are not as open about their story or people are super open about their story and their journey with fertility and things like that people are kind of you know Whatever works for them works for them. But I don't feel like the weight of the reality of, like, how emotionally draining it is really gets brought to the table that often. And for you to literally have been at the point of, like, I don't even think I want a kid anymore. Yeah. Because this has drained me so much. Like, that's so real. And I think that's such a good thing to have people hear, honestly. Just because I feel like you know, if you find yourself in that spot, that can be even, like, another level of, like, emotionally draining, where you're, like, okay, like, am I crazy now because I don't want a kid now? Like, Mm -hmm. am I messed up? Like, what is happening, you know? Like, it's just so much. (laughs) It is, and, like, I, I would follow, like, and I'm still in a couple of them, but, like, fertility Facebook pages Mm -hmm. and things like that, Mm -hmm. and, like, it, I felt like I was going insane. Like, I'll just be honest. I felt like I was going insane. And especially, I'm I'm not a tester. I know a lot of people are big pregnancy testers. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mm-hmm. because I never wanted to get my hopes up. Yeah. And so, but I would see it and like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's so, just everything about it is so, like, you feel like you're going crazy. Like, yeah. I'll just be honest. Like, yeah. I don't even have words, but you feel like you're going crazy. And it's really nice to have all those Facebook pages and things like that. But I always felt like I was felt I was filled with so much false hope mm. because you so badly want to be pregnant. And in those fertility groups, everyone so badly wants to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. So it's like I would try to, like, reach out to other people. But then I would just get filled with false hope, mm-hmm. which it's not anybody's fault. I don't want anyone to think no. that it was that. But anyways... Sorry, that was a little tangent. No, no, no. I think it's all valid. And so 
Okay, where were we? Okay, so I was going so crazy. You, yeah. No, you're like, I'm done. I yeah, don't want to go back on birth control. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I done. just need a breath. Yep. And then I was like, but I still want to make sure I have a period. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want anything to be wrong. Plus, for me, if I, like, went a couple months without having a period, and then it would be like I had a period from hell. Yes. So I'd yes, rather just have just one like every month. Yeah. yeah. So I called my doctor, and I explained what ha- happened, how there was a negative test, how... I, I need a break, but I don't want to go back on birth control. He's like, that's totally fine. Let's get you on progesterone again. He called one in. Um, I think the one I was on, you would take for five days. And then literally, it was like clockwork. The next day, I would start my period. Okay. It was always the same. It never veered off that. Mm-hmm. So the five days went by. And I was a little distracted at work. I had gotten a really good job, and I was just having fun and just liked what I was doing. So I was a little distracted, wasn't paying too much attention. And I should have started my period Friday. Fast forward, it's now Sunday, and it's Mother's Day. And I'm like, hmm, I should have started on Friday. Like, that should have happened. And I had, like, some pink spotting a little bit that I had thought was my period. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, so it should be coming, and I'm having these terrible cramps. I had a cramp so bad I was crying. Yeah. I'd never had a cramp like yes, that Yes, you're like, this is unreal. Yeah. And <laughs> Implantation so, cr- and, cramping, probably. But, yeah. <laughs> but then my period's not coming, so I'm like, yes. what's happening? Yes. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get my hopes up. Like, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like... I'm at work, and I never worked on Sundays. I just picked up a shift, so none of my coworkers I sat with were around me, so it was just, like, in my head all day. Yes. And I was like, okay, here's the plan. I'll go to the dollar store. I'll buy a pregnancy test. I'll get some candy. Love it. <laughs> and yes. so then we'll yes. go. So it's like, if it's negative, I got I candy. I eat candy. Yeah. If it's positive, I got candy. Yeah. <laughs> Win-win. So, I'll be fine. <laughs> so then I go to my mother-in-law's. And all the while, I'm texting my husband, like, I should have started my period. I'm going to take one just to take one. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So he knew what was happening. Okay. So the dollar store only has the kind that you pee in a cup and then you, like, squirt it. Okay. I didn't want to have to ask for a cup. I didn't want anyone yes. to know what was happening. Yes. So I go in. I go to the bathroom instantly. Like, so I just peed on the test. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's all right. It worked. <laughs> um, instantly, too much. Oh so gosh. in my head, I'm like, oh, you peed on it wrong. Like, Yeah, you're like, I it's broke wrong. it. It's because I'm supposed to dip it. It's yeah, wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> so I call my husband in, and I'm like, it's positive, but... But I think I broke it. Yeah, I don't trust it. <laughs> so I'm going to go to the store, and he's like, okay. Somehow my mother-in-law saw me because I was kind of like... Like, she could tell. Like yeah, she's, she's probably like, kind of flustered. Like, you're happening? like, uh, yeah. yeah. But she's like, she's so sweet. She, like, didn't say anything. Oh, I love it. So I'm like... Uh, happy Mother's Day. I'm going to run home. Like, I don't even know what I said. I just made up an excuse. Yes, yes. And then I call my friend. I'm, like, FaceTiming my friend. She's like, just come over because she lived with her sister-in-law and she had a test. So I didn't have to go by That's perfect. So I'm like, okay. And she lived five minutes away. Okay. So I drive over there. Oh, yeah. Perfect. (laughs) So I drive over there. And then I'm also not alone because I wanted my husband to stay so he could, like, be with his mom. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's still Mother's Day. (laughs) Uh, You're amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So I go. I take the test. And I'm not even kidding. Like, you know how you pee on it and then, like, the test goes? Yeah, like, it kind of, like, grows. Yeah. Didn't even wait. It was so dark. (laughs) I was screaming in her kitchen. And it was because she, her and her whole family, I'm 
really close to their family. They all knew about what had been going on. Okay. And so we're all just like screaming. Yes. And then my phone dies. <gasps> so you can't even tell your husband. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the first wife. I don't have his phone number memorized. Oh, it's fine. I literally didn't yeah, know my, my husband's number until like a month ago, actually, yeah. because we had to like write it down somewhere. And I was like, I don't even know it. Look it up. Like, yeah, I'm like, that is hilarious. So <laughs> we're trying to call him on Facebook through my friend. Not working. Yes. He's probably like, he's like, what why is the happening? heck is she calling me through Facebook? Finally, my phone, like, now that I think about that, she had an iPhone. Why don't I just use her charger? I don't know. It's fine. You were too It was moment. crazy. You were yeah. just like, I'm pregnant. Literally. Yeah. So my phone turns on for two seconds enough time for me to write the phone number and at this point it's like me and my husband had planned to meet at home at a certain time which it was coming up and so um I called him he didn't answer I left he called her on my way home okay and he's like so was it positive and she's like I think you should just wait till you get home because she didn't I don't know she was she's like I don't want to be the bearer of like yeah you're pregnant yeah she's like she's like I didn't want to like ruin your exciting news I'm like you want to ruin it yeah yeah, it would have been fine but thanks yeah so I get home we go to Walmart because I at this point I'm just like unbelievable literally I bought six I, I bought every brand, Amazing. everything, every single one of them positive. Even the digital one where it's like yes. not pregnant, pregnant, yes. positive. So I, I'm not the type of person to keep things to myself. I just don't. Don't tell me. Don't ever tell me a secret. It's not gonna. <laughs> it's yeah, not gonna be kept. Not safe with me. <laughs> yeah. So I call both my parents. Freak out. Anyways, fast forward. We get our ultrasound. I, you know, like it is confirmed you yes. are pregnant for real like did you ever have a moment and I you maybe didn't of like you got the positive pregnancy test and like <laughs> six later you know you're for real pregnant mm-hmm. but from that point to when you had your first ultrasound did you ever go back and forth like but what if I'm not or, like what if yep. I am like was it wrong like yep and okay. I let's see I only had to wait four days. I got so lucky. Oh my gosh, I got that's amazing. So lucky. Okay. Because they're like, when was your last period? I'm like, trying to explain. Well, it's not You're like, accurate it really... because <laughs> yes. yeah, it was like because I didn't. I it just wasn't accurate. And so, anyways, so, so I like also how cried. How many weeks when your ultrasound? They so okay. So they like did some math or whatever, and they're like, you should be eight weeks. But okay. I was only five. Okay. So, um, oh, and also when I was in there, I just bawled. Like, because I was so scared before they did the ultrasound. I was mm-hmm. like, I just need to know if this is real so yeah. I can be excited. Like, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, like, no, for real. And it felt so unreal. So. Yes, I mean, like, all jokes aside, you're at the end, kind of end, mm-hmm. so to speak, of this long, long, long 18 months of you, mm-hmm. like, feeling the false hopes, just wanting this to be a thing. And now you're at the moment of like, okay, like this is like the real deal maybe, yeah. you know. This, I can I imagine the stress was huge. Like just oh, yeah. the uncertainty of that first ultrasound is everything. Well, and it also freaked me out too because, which I had kind of forgot about this part, but um, he was so tiny we couldn't hear, hear the heartbeat, heartbeat yet. yet. Mm-hmm. So that also freaked me out. But luckily, let's see, I Went in at five weeks. They had me come back at seven. seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think we heard the heartbeat. 
It was faint. I was going to say, like, usually, like, seven to eight. That's why they want to see you between, like, seven and ten weeks. Because that's usually when the heartbeat, you know what I mean, when you can actually hear the baby. Yeah. Give that real reassurance of, like, this is a real thing and it's going to be okay. He's really there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um... Wow, it's so crazy to think about now. Like I'm, it's just crazy to think that's my life because yeah. two years ago I never could have imagined. Even a year ago, this month I never could have imagined that this was gonna happen ever. Yes. yes. Um, I feel like I had a fairly easy pregnancy too. Mm-hmm. I, they were worried about just gestational diabetes. <laughs> Can't say that word. Gestational diabetes. I know. Yes. Yes. They were worried about it just because of the PCOS. Because PCOS, yeah, I don't know if I said this earlier, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had me take the test at eight weeks, and then again okay. at twenty, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Both times were fine. Great. So that was great. One less thing to think about. Yeah. yeah. Didn't have to worry. Um, being pregnant is hard. I, I always felt bad too, which I realized. Like, I don't feel bad now, but I always felt bad when I was having a hard day being pregnant because I was like, I have prayed and wished for this so bad. I need to enjoy every second. But now I'm like, it's okay that it was hard. Like, because it was hard. Being pregnant, growing a human is hard. It's hard. And it's okay that it's hard, even though it took a long time to get there. Yes. And And I don't think it makes you ungrateful in any way for admitting that it's hard. Because that's just the reality of it, and yeah. that's real, <laughs> you know. It is, and I, I don't feel guilty about that anymore. I yeah. used to, but not anymore because good. that's just life. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, and I'm like, and yeah. such a good thing to just like transfer on into motherhood because mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is hard. Yep. And there are gonna be days when like you are exhausted and you're mad at your baby, <laughs> and like that's real, <laughs> and it does not make you ungrateful. It does not make you a bad mom. It's just a hard day, and that <laughs> happens. So I'm glad that you have come to terms with that already. I think yeah. that's really, really wise and something we could all learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, and wow, just growing a human. Can I just say, it is so cool that we can just grow humans. Like, it was so cool. Like, it was so hard and so cool and just so, because I never thought it was going to happen. Yeah. And so it was just, it was crazy. Yeah, everything about it, I'm yes. sure, was just kind of surreal. Because yeah. you're like, I didn't even think I would do this I ever. Never, and here ever. I am growing a baby. Doing Cell it. by cell. Like, mm-hmm. it's unreal. Really. Wow, that's so crazy. The human body is just so cool. I know. I think it's amazing. <laughs> but I'm a nerd. So. <laughs> I love it. Um, Okay, so. But fairly birth. easy pregnancy. Yes. No gestational diabetes. No, nothing. There's nothing really that like anybody was worried about it was pretty standard like you were just having a healthy pregnancy yeah yeah and then um the only thing is towards the end and I can't I honestly can't remember why but they I did non-stress tests okay and Mm -hmm. they started that at I only went twice so I think let's see I had him at 35 weeks they started at 32 Okay, so 32, 34. Yes. And then you had and then 35. 35. Okay. Yeah. And I think they, it was just hearing his heartbeat, they would just listen to it for like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember why they did that. Okay. I, I don't remember. It's fine. They were probably just checking up on baby, making <laughs> yeah, sure he was sure fine. Good. Yeah. So, and it's funny too because I, okay, so Monday I had the stress test, and with the nurse, I was joking, and I was like, well, it wasn't really a joke. I was like, 
I just hope this baby comes out. I don't. I'm done. And she's yeah. like, well, I hope I don't see you next week. And then I never saw her again because <laughs> I gave birth. You're like, um, well, yeah. yep. <laughs> and we just, like, both of us, the, my whole appointment, I was just like, well, it was nice to see you. Like, we were just yes, sitting around. joking, like, say bye. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, well, you technically could have him. And then I did that week. So. You're like, lady, knock on wood. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, so I went to the... I went to that. The next day, I had an ultrasound. The next day, my water broke. Okay. So, so tell us about your water breaking. So it was so weird. So that night, I had kind of had some back pain, which now I think it was a contractions, minor probably. contractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I woke up that morning, and the whole thing is just so weird to me because it was such a normal day. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. was out of the ordinary yeah I got up super tired as always yes got dressed and then I was like you know what I can't wait to get to work because I'm gonna order McDonald's like yes. that's what I was you're like this about. is motivating me <laughs> here at 35 weeks pregnant when I am just so done I'm so tired my body hurts I pee every 10 seconds like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like McDonald's is it yep <laughs> that's so real it's so oh it's just so it's just so crazy so I put my shoes on and I stand up and I had just gone to the bathroom and I just kind of like stood there and I was like, my pants are wet. And then I was like, there's no way I, like, I would, You're I would like, know aware? if I peed my pants. Yeah. Like, I would yes. know. Like, like, there's no way I just and, peed. <laughs> yeah. And everyone talks about like bladder control after you give birth mm-hmm. and like also like how you pee every 10 seconds when you're pregnant yes but I was like no this is different like this is way different yes. and it also wasn't like the movies where it's like a huge gush it was yes. more like slow like okay just yeah like a just kind of like a trickle yeah yeah so I go in I wake my husband up and I'm like um I think that my water broke he was like huh and I was like yeah and my sister-in-law lives upstairs we rent their basement oh amazing oh okay. so nice and so I was like, I'm going to go talk to your sister really quick. He yeah. was like, okay. But I, like, flipped the lights on, and he's, like, just, like, sitting there, like, He's huh? like, so uh, what, yeah. what do I do? <laughs> he's like, okay. <laughs> so I knock on the door. At this point, from my husband to the stairs, I lose it. I just start bawling yeah. because I'm like, there's no way this is actually happening. Yeah. Like, I was supposed to have five more weeks. Nothing is set up. Mm-hmm. The crib's not set up. Mm-hmm. The tags are still on his clothes. Yes. Like, nothing You're, like, is. in panic mode. Literally. You're like, I, what is happening? Yeah. My nephew opens the door. He's four. Sees me crying. And I'm like, can you go grab your mom? He's like, yeah. And he turns around. I would never barge into their house. I just want to say yes. this. But I, my nephew's taking too long. Yeah. <laughs> I had You're like, to. like, I need you now. Literally. I run into her house. Just, I was literally bawling and screaming and I was like Carly Carly and she like comes out she's like what what's wrong what's wrong I'm like I think my water broke like I'm I'm like soaking wet like I think it broke and she's like well that's okay like it's okay like you're 35 weeks it's okay and I'm like it's not okay she's like trying to talk you down she's like you'll be okay we're okay okay." (laughs) she's like let's call the triage nurse and see Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay so I was also freaking out because I, so this was December. My birthday was at the end of December and I was turning 26. So getting kicked off my dad's insurance. insurance. Yeah. <gasps> oh my so gosh. I was worried because, and I had signed up for my works insurance and they would kick in January 1st. Yes. So I was pretty okay, but I was still worried about it. 
and I hadn't double checked. My jo- only job was to double check the hospital and make sure they took my insurance mm-hmm. and I hadn't done that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm instantly like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Yes. And I kind of just had a feeling of what hospital, because I had already really wanted to go to Leighton Hospital because mm-hmm. um, it's brand new and it's just really nice. That's where yes. my appointments were, yes. most of them. And so I was like, I'm not even going to check. Like, while I'm talking to my sister-in-law, I'm like, I'm not even going to check. I'm just going to go there. It's fine. Yeah. So we called a triage nurse. Triage nurse. She's like, yes, come in. So I'm like, okay. I ask my sister-in-law to wake up my brother-in-law to give me a blessing. And he had heard everything that was yes. going on. So he was like, yeah, of course. Not that he would ever say no, but he was like, yeah. No, but he's like, I'm here. We're yeah, here. Like, we're all in. It's let's okay. Get you feeling After I just better. woke yes. all you guys up. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, fine. it's okay. It's fine. So Valid he, reason to wake everybody right? up. Right. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, he comes and gives me a blessing. I go downstairs. My husband's still laying in bed, and I'm like, uh, what are you doing? And he's like, just are you positive? I'm like, listen to <laughs> You're me. You're like, bro, get up. Literally. And he's not the only one that was like, are you sure? I'm like, I think I would know. Like, yes. I would know if I put my face. Yes. So he gets up. I think he was so like, this isn't happening. Like, well, in sure denial. Was, yeah, like in like some denial and shock, like for real. But yeah. you're also like, bro. Come and he on. <laughs> he had gotten off at like three in the morning, so he's okay. like half asleep. Like, am I dreaming this? Oh. <laughs> or is this yes, really happening? Probably so exhausted. Um. So we get up. I change. I. Thinking about it now, we definitely could have just packed a bag then, but I didn't want to. Yeah. So we leave. Um, <laughs> the hospital's 30 minutes away, which, not that bad. However. Also, like, decent. Yeah. And I hadn't had any contractions or anything, okay. so we're just, yeah, it's just the just water like, that's I broke. think my water is broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So we're driving. We get on the freeway, and he gets over to the fast lane. And we're going, and all of a sudden, it is a stand, like, everything stops no. and stands still. So, at first, we're like, oh, this is just regular morning like traffic. Morning traffic, we're yeah. fine. We yeah. never go on the freeway in the morning, so we didn't know. Yeah. What we didn't know is what had happened is somebody, I don't know if they had stolen something or something, but they were getting away from the police on the freeway, and it ended in a shooting. Oh, my gosh. And so they closed down a huge part of I-15. And I don't even think it was, like, condensed to one lane. I think no, it was completely closed. the whole closed. thing closed off. Yeah, and we didn't know that. So we didn't know what to do. We're like, do we keep going on the freeway? Do we get off? Yeah. We're just kind of trying to decide, but we can't move. Like, at this point, we can't move. We're stuck. And so... I start to get, like, I, I'm not really claustrophobic, but I... probably kind of frantic, I oh, would imagine. so bad. Yeah. I was bawling. I couldn't stop bawling. I was hyperventilating, and, and I was leaking. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> what is happening? Literally. And so, and in my mind, I'm like, we're going to be on the news. We're going to be those people like, that have baby. Like, baby. baby in the car. Yes. <laughs> And so we're, and we're texting, like, I'm texting my mother-in-law, and she's like, well, are you having contractions? No. She's like, if it gets really bad, you can call the police, and they can escort you off the freeway. Yes. 
So I have that in my mind. If I start to have contractions, that's what I'll do. Which I'm like, girl, this is like from a movie, Loki. Right? You're like stuck. You're like, I might have to call the police to like come <laughs> like, get me because I'm having my baby. Like, <laughs> well, and I was like, am I being dramatic? And then I was like, I'm not being dramatic. I'm in the labor. Like, I'm in labor. Like for real, I am. Yeah. Like this is real. <laughs> yeah. And so I that didn't happen because I never got contractions. But we finally get over to where we can get off the freeway, and we look over, and it's bumper to bumper because yeah, everyone i'm sure everyone. had your same idea yep Ugh. so we're just like we're gonna have to brace it one way or the other yes. so we get off the freeway somehow we find this weird back way i don't even know amazing the gods of heaven said here go <laughs> this like, way literally <laughs> so so this is a 30 minute drive it took us two and a half hours <gasps> no. so and that's no. two and a half hours of me panicking yes no but for real so Oh, just thinking about that makes me stressed. You're like, okay, I have a pit in my stomach, but we're good. (laughs) Yeah, so we get there. We get checked in. Um, The nurse, I don't remember exactly how that happened, but Mm -hmm. once I'm in there, (laughs) I just turned to the nurse, and it was a nurse, and she was training another nurse that um, had just started working at that hospital, and I just lose it again. I just start bawling. And they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, this was not supposed to happen. Like, this was not in my head. This was not the plan. This is not what I want. Like, I had five more weeks to prepare. I am not prepared. I No, this is not happening. And they're like, well, this is happening. (laughs) But it's okay that it's happening. You're here. Everything's okay. We're going to take care of you. So, um, a lot of it's a blur, I'll be honest. I remember my doctor came in and Jared went home to go get a bag of clothes and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Once I was checked in and we were all good, the doctor said, you know, I wouldn't expect, let's see, this is Wednesday. He said, I wouldn't expect you to have him until Saturday. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't get your hopes up. He's not coming today. And I'm like, my hopes are not up. Yes, I'm nervous. Like, Great. Right? Honestly, that's yeah, the like, best that's thing okay. I've heard all morning, probably. Yeah, I'm like, I have a couple days. <laughs> so they get the IV started. The original plan, I believe, was to start me on Pitocin and something else. I'm not really sure. Okay. But the original plan didn't work out. So I'll be honest, I don't know. I what don't remember. I'm trying to think what I what I would imagine they did, just given the age of your baby. Would have been to give you the steroid shots. Yes, I got that. To help his lungs. Okay. Mm-hmm. And usually they like to give them, you have to give them, it's either 12 or 24 hours apart. Seriously, my brain today. But I know it would have been like, they wanted, wanted you to stay pregnant for at least two more days. That would have been the goal. Yes. <laughs> and they, let's see. So I remember the first shot, I think it's 24 hours because the first shot I remember it was in my thigh. I, I think felt it is 24. It. My brain, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I just have only given this shot how many times before, and I'm like, what is my brain? You're fine. It's fine. Um, and I remember the second shot, I was so weird because I had my epidural at that point, and I was just like, what is it going to be like? Yeah. Like, I didn't yes. feel a thing. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know, and I know that I had fluids, but I don't remember. I don't think they started medication yet. They needed, like, the monitors, mm-hmm. and that took a long time because he he well, is wiggling doing around. I'm sure. in there, yes. yes. And, like, with fun. him being smaller anyway because he was a little bit preterm, like, mm-hmm. it's so hard to keep the monitor on the baby anytime. But if they're small, 
even harder. Like, so yeah. bad. He literally... So your nurse was probably in there, like, every two seconds, like, hi, I'm just here on your belly <laughs> trying to find your baby. Don't worry. Like, you'd be I was so bad. I would be like, I'm so sorry. Like, no, no. And they're like, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously, okay. I'm like, don't feel bad at all. That is literally every pregnant woman ever. But... Yes. It's more like the nurse that feels bad where you're like, hi, I'm here again to like touch your belly because we want to hear that baby. Yes. But so I'm, I'm thinking, so you get there, you don't have the baby for how long? Did you make it to Saturday? No, I made okay. it to Friday. Friday. Okay. Mm-hmm. So two days So not though. crazy. Yeah. To me, oh. it's, I mean, the story is crazy, but it's not that crazy of a time. I yes. Feel like. Yes. The timeline kind of worked out as <laughs> yeah. expected. Mm-hmm. Did labor contractions though, like start to pick up at some point or was so, it with like Pitocin that they kind of simulated that? I think it was with Pitocin okay. because most of that first day, like during the day, I didn't feel any of them okay. and they would show me on the monitor. They'd be like, Oh, like, see, you're having one. one. Yeah. yeah. And I'd be like, Oh really? Like I don't feel anything. Amazing. And so let's see. Oh, so they had to check me. And my husband had gone home at this point. Mm -hmm. And so I had heard stories, you know, of how it's not fun. And I wasn't too worried because, you know. Because you never even made it to 36 weeks. Oh, yeah, so I never got the strep test. And you never had the strep test. Yeah. Oh, man, okay. And I'd never been checked. And so Mm -hmm. for the strep test, they also had to. Okay, sorry, you just triggered my memories. Yeah, you just triggered it. I'm literally sitting here Googling the steroid shots too so I can tell everybody (laughs) (laughs) so okay you just made me remember so for the for the strep test so I hadn't had the strep test yet so they're like we're gonna give you the strep test and we're gonna treat it like you have it just to be safe so they started me on antibiotics that's why I had an IV okay given 24 hours apart you were 24 hours okay (laughs) that makes sense I was like I know I was numb (laughs) the second time um okay yeah so they were like we're gonna like pretend you have it just so yes just to just be safe. in case yeah they treated you with antibiotics mm-hmm. okay. oh i was so nervous because i've heard that burns it can but, burn oh mm-hmm. i was it you was fine. fine yeah good. which That's was good. so lucky so okay anyways so they lay me down to check me jared's gone the nurses are in here and the doctor obviously and it like oh my gosh it was so triggering and so invasive and it hurt so bad I started to freak out Mm. I could not I couldn't control my legs I couldn't like it was and I don't want people to be scared because I think the main reason it was so triggering for me which fast forward to when I had to get checked again which I think was the next day I one of the nurses was talking to me Mm -hmm. and was like asked me like have you ever been through any type of trauma and I said, yes. Why? Like, how can you yeah, tell? Yeah. And she was like, most women, she's like, it's not bad. You're not reacting badly. I don't want you to think you're doing anything wrong. But most women don't react this way. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, can I ask you about it? And I told her yes. And I told her I have I was, have been through a lot of childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. My mom was married to a very abusive man. He wasn't physically abusive towards me, but he was extremely mentally abusive. Mm. And he was physically abusive towards her and mentally abusive towards Mm. her. And he's just not a good person. And I was also sexually assaulted in high school, Mm. which I never understood 
until that happened, how much that affects you years afterwards. And I wasn't even, like, I wasn't raped or anything like that. I, in my head, I was like, oh, if someone's raped, then yeah, they would react this way. But even just being assaulted, Mm -hmm. it so deeply has affected me. And it has affected me every time I've gone to the gynecologist. I always have a hard time. And so I knew, I kind of knew how hard it would be, but because getting checked is so different than getting a pap smear, Mm -hmm. I had never, because you don't know until you experience it, right? You don't know what it's going to be like. And so it, it was so hard. Like I can't even, even thinking about it now, I don't know how I got through that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the first time they checked me, I was only at a one. Okay. And so I was like, great. Like we're barely, we're we're literally barely starting (laughs) our journey here, but yeah. And so that night I started to feel the contractions. Okay. And so, and at this point, let's see. Okay. Yeah. I started to feel the contractions and also contractions were not what I thought they would feel like because I had them in my back Mm -hmm. and I had kind of heard you could get them in your back. Yes. I always have back labor and girl. Oh, I'm like, we are soul sisters now. It is <laughs> excruciating. And it's weird. And yes, it's like, I think in your brain when you're thinking contractions, you're like, oh, my belly will like hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And so when it's in your back, it's just, I don't know. For me with my first baby, I was like, what is happening? Like, this is weird. Is this <laughs> is this the real deal? You know, but then it starts actually like breaking your back and you're like, oh, okay, this is the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it was like spasming. And I was like, yes. what? Yes. What is that? Yes. And so I would watch on the monitor um, with my husband when it would happen, and then you would like, see it, and then I'd it. be like, this okay. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, <laughs> okay, so this is what it is. Yes. So I I wasn't quite ready for the epidural yet. Um, not that I wanted to see how far I could go, but I wanted to kind of experience it. Totally. So I... I asked, though, if there was any other type of pain medication, um, and they told me that you can take fentanyl, mm-hmm. which that, I did, I had no idea. Because, yeah. like, when I hear fentanyl, I think, like, you're, like, on the streets dying. Yes, yes. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, but no, it's not like that. Yeah. So, um, every hour, they said you can have every hour. So, I did that that whole night, and um, it would only, so I could take it every hour, but it would only last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But making it to that hour, I was okay. It was not comfortable. I was yeah. not having fun. Yes. <laughs> but I could do it. Okay. So then the morning time comes, and I'm ready for my epidural. So I had heard in the past, when you ask for it, expect to wait an hour. Yeah. Which it honestly, I mean, it just depends on what the floor is doing and how the hospital is you know, what the need and demand is. But I think that's honestly kind of true. <laughs> well, and I just wanted, like, I didn't want to be, like... In excruciating pain. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to ask for it. So yep. that when I really feel uncomfortable in an hour, you're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were thinking ahead. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I got so lucky, too, because um, he had just given an epidural to someone else. So he literally walked, walked in her in room amazing. and then walked in my room. It was so awesome. I waited five minutes from the time I asked to the time he came in. So I had watched a bunch of videos on it too. I just think it's fascinating, honestly. I think it's so fascinating. 
Um, <clears throat> and I always knew that I wanted one, so mm-hmm. I wanted to prepare myself. So he came in. First off, I had no idea how high they put you up on the bed. Like, so high. Yes. I was like, what? You're like, and I'm still going. <laughs> yeah. So, and I still, like, I can talk about it now, but I just, like, in the moment, I was so panicked. Like, yeah. just every, every five minutes, I was talking to the nurses about how panicked I was. Every five minutes, I was holding my husband's hand. Mm-hmm. I was making him give me a blessing. I was praying. Like, I was... Yeah. So, like, now, looking back, I'm like, why was, girl, I needed to chill. <laughs> but, like. <laughs> but, like, in retrospect, everything, obviously, you're like, oh, I'm fine. But yeah. in the moment, valid. Not. You're like, yeah. yes, you're feeling all of these big things. Yeah. <laughs> so, he comes in. I'm crying. I'm just because I'm nervous. And I'm shaking because I'm nervous. Just mm-hmm. a little shaking. Mm-hmm. My husband, they had him sit in front of me and hold my hand. And then the nurse was in there, too. And, oh. I, I'll probably say this a million times, but my nurses were amazing. So they were glad. so amazing. I Every single one of them, I loved them Good. all. They were so great. Um, so my husband's holding my hand. I'm, like, leaning over, still kind of having those back spasms. Mm-hmm. So trying not to move. Um, he takes the alcohol or whatever. I think it's iodine, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He touches my back, and I'm like, ouch, ouch, stop, stop. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, girl, uh, I am literally sanitizing your back. <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> sorry. He's like, I haven't even started yet. Yeah, he's like, are we going to be okay? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. You're so, like, I'm just a little nervous. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just slightly anxious. So they give me... They give you a shot first, right? Yes. Yeah, so they'll they'll <clears throat> numb your back with like lidocaine, like a topical lidocaine, and then actually do the epidural yes. placement with like a bigger <clears throat> needle, which I feel like that's a common misconception. I feel like people are like the needle is huge, and like I'm like, yeah, but the needle that you feel, like literally this big. <laughs> it felt like a bee sting, like a bee sting. but not even yeah. that bad. Not even yeah. as bad as a bee sting. Seriously. Honestly. Yeah. It's so like I was so nervous and now I'm like nervous for what you were fine yeah, yeah I know the things <laughs> but, we learn though you know yeah I'm like you're great <laughs> so he like does that or whatever then he like starts doing it it felt so weird it didn't hurt just felt really weird and then <clears throat> I feel like it was like instant too like I was like oh wow my legs are already numb yeah. I already need help yeah yeah so then they're like we're gonna check you again so this is the this is the second time I was telling you okay. where the nurse had asked about Talk the trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it hurt, and I was like, why did this hurt? Like, I have an epidural. Why am I in pain? Mm-hmm. And I had also, the anesthesiologist had made me really nervous because he was like, if you move too much <clears throat> or if you're on your back too much, it's going to get dislodged, and I'm going to have to redo it. And so... When I went to turn on my back, <clears throat> sorry, when I went to turn on my back, they wanted to move me up in the bed, and I instantly started freaking out because they wanted me to move me up to check. it was going to be dislodged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the nurses, they both, like, took a step back, and they were like, okay, let's, like, reevaluate what's going on. What are you feeling? Mm-hmm. What's happening? And then, I'm so sorry. Can I have some water? Oh, of course. <laughs> You're fine. Hold on. We'll take a pause. Sorry. Okay, we're back. So, you're getting checked. Or your nurses have stuck back and they're like, let's evaluate for a sec. Yep. They're like, what's going on? What are you feeling? 
I talk to them. They're like, okay, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it can happen, but it's not going to. Mm-hmm. It can get dislodged, but... And my one nurse was like, I don't know why he told you that. He was making you anxious for an unnecessary reason. You're going to be okay. If it does happen, he'll just come in and replace it. Yeah. And you're not going to feel it. You didn't feel it the first time. Yes. Definitely not going to feel, not gonna feel it this time. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, okay. So I calm down. They check me. That panic happens. I talk to the nurse. Then, um, <clears throat> which like to speak to that for just a second. This is something that I wish all women knew, especially those who have experienced some form of like trauma where they may find like a cervical check triggering. One is that they're always optional. If you don't want to have a cervical check, you do not have to have them. Obviously, they tell us certain things during labor. Like from a nurse's standpoint, it tells me how you're progressing. And especially like in an induction case, like it's great to kind of know, you know, how your body's working with the medications we're giving you to help labor do its thing. But it's always optional. The second thing is, at least at my place of work, we do, a, when you get there, we do like an intake form. And on that form, they're like, you should be asked if you have any like trauma or anything that you would like the team to be aware of. And so it doesn't even have to be like at that moment, you could have talked to your OB about it and it's in your chart. And so when you arrive, like there's, there should be like a little thing on your chart that says like, be aware, like they have a history of this, which if I were to see a mom come in with a chart that said like past trauma or like sexual abuse or sexual assault or something to the effect of like a cervical exam could be triggering for them, we just, and obviously you should be careful and kind and like consider it anytime you're doing an exam as like a healthcare professional, but like that to me gives me an even extra level of like, we're going to talk through this every step of the way you are in control you tell me yes or no like you know what I mean I just feel like empowering the mother in that super vulnerable and possibly triggering experience is just you know you want to give them every comfort level you can if like a cervical exam is absolutely needed or something like that and so like I just would say that to anyone who's listening and like feels like they may have a history of something that could make that a really scary thing for them like just tell your doctor or your nurse and they will work with you like that is something that they are aware of and will do anything to you know help you through those really really scary things you know anyway well, I just wish everyone knew that <laughs> I also looking back I wish that I would have <clears throat> told my doctor that in the first place mm-hmm. because to me, in my eyes, I was like, oh, that doesn't matter because it's not going to affect me. But it it did. And so, yes. and to the point where they were like, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Like, something's mm-hmm. wrong. Yes. And so I wish I would have. Now, I mean, now he knows. And he's always been really sensitive mm-hmm. um, and very nice and very, like, I want to be told what you are doing exactly when you're doing it and how you're doing it. Yeah. And he's always been that way. But even now, like going to my checkups afterwards, mm-hmm. he's even more. Yeah. Like, yes. <clears throat> Which is so like. So it definitely. Yeah. And I think people sometimes get like 
startled or like they're like why are you asking me these things when they do like an intake form but it almost is like sometimes it doesn't occur to you that like oh that actually might be something that's triggering to me later just because you don't really connect the dots in like in the moment but then you find yourself there and it's like no this actually is a really scary thing for me and so to just you know have everyone be informed on that can make it way less scary and traumatizing for you as the person you know but definitely I love that your doctor has kind of been even better I know I'm like we already knew he was amazing amazing. but like even 10 out of 10 here we go Mm -hmm. (laughs) so oh something I forgot to mention before one of my friends um sister was a charge nurse where I was and so she and I asked the second I got in when will she be in and they said Friday so I said okay so even though I didn't have any pain I was still panicking a little I think it was everything I think it was being in the hospital it was this happening way earlier than I thought and being a new mom just like the weight of the situation yeah Yeah. so at one point I was crying and the doctor was like everything's okay like you're okay right now you are having consistent contractions and oh they checked me again and I so after they had checked me when I had my epidural and I felt it they put me up I think they called it king's position yeah, throne or yeah. throne that's mm-hmm. what it's called yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of sitting like so, a queen yeah yeah so it could drain <clears throat> they checked me again didn't feel it felt okay. nothing Amazing. so I and I was like oh I didn't cry that time yes <coughs> You're literally fine. Seriously, don't even apologize. I'll just make little tabs here so we can... No, (laughs) it's fine. It'll take take me two seconds. I'm writing all the times down so I remember. Okay. So... Okay, yeah, so they put me in that throne position, and then the next time they checked me, I didn't feel anything, which was so nice, just because literally nothing. Yes, the nothing. best, which, I mean, like, that is the hope. You have an epidural, yeah. you should not feel anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, so I got checked again, didn't feel anything, but I was still, like, kind of panicking, and he was like, you are having consistent contractions, and you're at a six. Like, this, you're doing great. Yeah. Like, all good things are happening. Because I think, <laughs> so, at one point I had said, I was like, I just think I didn't think this through. And he was like, think what through? And I was like, <laughs> this whole getting pregnant thing. <laughs> and he's he just like, laughing. Girlfriend. He's like, it's okay. <laughs> I think back on that now, and I was telling my husband, I was like, I feel so bad that I said that. No, he was like, no. He was like, you were going through it. Like, yes, you were in the thick of it, literally, like in labor. It's okay. <laughs> so they just keep, like, I switch sides. I use the peanut ball, all the good stuff. That night before my doc went home, doc, who am I? Before my doctor <laughs> my went BFF, home. My doc, literally. it's fine. He came in. And he knew my mother-in-law, how I how I found him was he was actually my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law's gynecologist. So okay. he like kind of knew. Okay. And they were there. He comes in. He's like saying hi to us. He's like, listen, I think he's coming tomorrow. Like, I think it's going to happen. 
She's like, watch, I'll get a call, like, four in the morning. Which didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, lucky for him. Yeah, he was like, I, I'm really confident he's coming tomorrow, so you're doing good. Like, it's okay. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. <clears throat> so that night, I don't remember much, I'll be honest. Um, I... Towards the morning, probably like four or five in the morning, I started to feel it in my back again. Mm. And it wasn't crazy intense, <clears throat> but it was enough where I was like... You're like, I'm feeling this. Mm-hmm. Like, should I be feeling this? Because I'm feeling this. My husband started to act really loopy. And I got so scared. Like, You're like, this is not what we need mm-hmm. right now. And I think I got extra scared because... Two years ago, my husband had to get emergency surgery. He had to get his appendix out. Oh, my and gosh. so I was like... You're like, he's then like... <laughs> he's dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, a little PTSD coming through. You're like, crap, you cannot. Like, we are here. This is me, not you. Literally. <laughs> Which, thinking back, I was literally in a hospital. Like, yeah, you like, would have walked down the hall and been fine. But... <laughs> so I start calling over the... And at my... At the hospital, I gave birth at... You press the button, and then they, like, can hear you. Yeah, just, like, a little microphone, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, someone needs to come check on my husband right now. And so they come in, and my nurse is like, listen, you're my patient. He's not. Yeah. So if something is wrong, he's going to have to go to the ER. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Which I totally understand. Like, Yes. So I'm like, well, can you just talk to him and just tell me if you think he's like needs to go yeah so she's talking to him and he's like just kind of out of it but he knows where he is he knows his name he knows why we're here so I'm like okay so I'm like what do I do I'm gonna call my mother-in-law it was literally five in the morning my mother-in-law is an early riser so I wasn't worried about it yeah but can I just tell you this woman is amazing an angel she literally dropped everything and came right to the hospital the second I called that's amazing I was like please like I need you to watch him so I can take care of me yes (laughs) yes but true so you're like I don't need the extra stress of my husband like being who knows what right now like we just need to focus on me for a sec Mm -hmm. and like I'm sure that just was an added stress that you didn't need it was so my mother-in-law was coming in between my mother-in-law coming in the phone call my husband took a nap and ate like a sandwich okay and so he was more himself when she got there i mean he was still really tired because Mm -hmm. while i got sleep he really didn't yeah because i was constantly like hold my hand don't leave me yeah and he's i mean like obviously putting words in his mouth but i'm sure he was like stressed like he's wanting to care for you he's probably not wanting to sleep anyway so he's like going on almost now two days of no sleep pretty Mm -hmm. much and so um I didn't want her to leave though because Mm -hmm. I was like okay well you watch him while these nurses watch me yes just so just to have that extra support and I forgot to say earlier but my mom lived in St. George so as soon as she found out I was in labor she started driving up okay and then we had her stay at our house and watch my dog love it anyways and then my dad, he lives in South Jordan, and we're in Lake. Okay. We were in Layton, and so I, I originally didn't want anyone but me and Jared in the room. Mm-hmm. But when that started happening, I was okay with my mother-in-law coming. Yes. So then the doctor comes in, and 
They're like, okay, we're going to check you again. And I was at a 10. Okay. So they're like, okay. <coughs> Let's start pushing. So they get me into position. And the nurse comes in. And they are watching. They told me when to push. I don't remember yeah. how. But yes, they told they're me watching when. the monitor, mm-hmm. watching for contractions. Yeah. And they'll have you push when you have a contraction. Kind mm-hmm. of like at the peak of it that helps you use like the strongest force of the contraction with the strongest force of you pushing to help the baby come out. That makes sense. So she tells me to push and I'm like, uh, am I pushing? Like, yeah, I'm you're pushing. like, I don't know. She's like, oh yeah, that was good. I'm like, okay. Great. And then you stop. <clears throat> She's like, let's go again. I push again. And then the doctor comes in and I had asked for something more. Or, like, more epidural or something. Okay, like a second dose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. I forgot you said that you were beginning to kind of feel it in the morning, like, in your back, right? <coughs> okay. So they'd maybe come back mm-hmm. in for a redose. So they hadn't yet. Okay. But they were coming. Okay. But it wasn't to, like, I still couldn't feel that I was pushing. So okay. it wasn't crazy. Yeah, that's great then. So he comes in, and I could tell he had been watching the monitors outside mm-hmm. because he already knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm not loving what's happening to his heart rate when you're pushing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay. So he's like, don't push for a second. Which was weird because all of a sudden I got the urge. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying not to push. You're like, I'm trying not to push against my body. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a weird feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can feel that I need to push, but you're telling me not to. So I'm like, okay. This makes it sound really slow, but this all happened like very fast. fast. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he watches it for two more contractions. And then he says, I think we need to get you back for a C-section. Mm. And when I tell you, it felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders because I was done. Yeah. I had even talked to one of the nurses before and she was like, having a C-section is not giving up. You are not giving no, up if in you... in no way, shape, or form. No, she was like, <laughs> don't think... She was like, if this ever becomes too much, tell me. And it's okay to ask. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And so he he was like, yeah, this we're getting a C-section. And they were like, someone just went back there, but this OR is open. He was like, okay, reserve it because we're going back there. Mm-hmm. And what I'm assuming is happening is the baby's heart rate is dropping with your contraction. They're I worried so. that it's just dipping too low. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I would assume as the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, because I couldn't remember if it was that it was dropping or they couldn't see it. I can't remember. Okay. But yeah. I'm assuming it was dropping. Okay. He gets the paperwork. I sign it. Then at, at this same time, the anesthesiologist comes in. Um. <clears throat> And, and also si- simultaneously, I can't say the word, they <laughs> pushed a lot of fluids. Yes. And so. Because they're going to set you up for a mm-hmm. spinal yes. epidural after this probably, which is why they're just pumping you with fluids, getting you ready to get back there. Yeah. Which, can I just say, like, it felt really cool. Like, yeah, it was cold like and like my arm through. got cold. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could get used to this. Yes, I was kind of like, like, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. So he comes in, he pushes something through my epidural, they push something through my IV, and then all of a sudden, 
I can't keep my eyes open. Mm. Oh, and they had me, I was going to ask you if you know what this is. It's like a little purple drink. Mm -hmm. What is that? It's like an antacid. So, like, they give you Zofran usually, and then they give you, like, a little purple drink that's just supposed Mm -hmm. to, like, settle your stomach a little bit because it can make you really nauseous. We did the opposite. Did it just make you (laughs) horribly sick? Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. And they gave me a Tylenol, which I thought was so random. Yeah. But, anyways, can't keep my eyes open. So much commotion around me. I'm literally like, can I just go to sleep? Like, that was just the wind. I, <laughs> I was like, that. who's here? Hey. <laughs> just me flagging all our things. Here we go. Okay, so so much commotion. They're taking you for an emergency C-section, pretty much, mm-hmm. which can which can feel really chaotic. Mm-hmm. I will say. Probably from the mother's standpoint, like, it feels like chaos, and it's just kind of like, whoa, this is so fast. But it's usually very organized chaos from, like, the medical side, (laughs) if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So if you end up with one, know that it's not as panicky as it feels for, like, the nurses and the doctors. They're usually, you know, pretty with it. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to tell you this part, too. (laughs) I love this part. So Friday morning, right before I started pushing, a nurse came to wake me up, and she was like... It's me. It was my friend's sister. Oh. So I'm like, okay, finally you're here. You're like, I've been I literally for you. reached out to her and I was like, I've been waiting all week for you. <laughs> Anyways, I just have I to tell love you that it. Part. I love it. And she's like, well, I'm here, she's girl. Like, Let's I'm have here. this baby. Yes. So I can't, I'm very grateful for not being able to keep my eyes open because mm-hmm. I think I would have panicked. Yeah. Just from everything going around me. It was so much. And I was just, like floating on a cloud I was so I calm and I no longer felt anxiety I no longer felt anything honestly I just felt chill and it was very I it was weird because so they wheeled me back in my bed <clears throat> but then picked me up onto the operating table mm-hmm. which I had never thought about that now to me it makes sense now yeah but before I never thought about it all that was very weird. I was very, like, because I'm very self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, you guys have to lift me. Yeah. But it was fine. Like, yeah. <clears throat> it all worked out. They, they're they getting everything. I can hear them. Um, I'm like, one eye open, one eye shut. They get my husband all gowned up. He comes in. The anesthesiologist comes in. They get me everything. Um, they take I, what I'm assuming was a tack. And they were like, okay, can you you feel this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, can you feel that? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go. Now, a C-section is so weird. Like, it felt so weird because I couldn't, I was numb, but I could feel pressure. Mm -hmm. And so what it felt like, it felt like when you're kneading dough. Okay. That's what it felt like they were doing to me. That's a really good example that's what it felt like yes like it, and it felt like up in my abdomen even though they weren't up there it mm-hmm. felt like they kept putting things on me yeah which now I've heard that could have been like my insides I don't know what they <laughs> just it out. just depends on how they were uh, doing know. it but yeah. yes and so it just kept I just kept felt feeling this needing and then he was born and he didn't cry mm-hmm. and I remember saying why isn't he crying? And the whole room went silent. I felt like it went silent. Mm-hmm. 
They called a code, and then my um, friend's sister was in there. I tuned into her voice very much because mm. she was the one in charge. She was telling everyone to do everything. And then what sounded like a stampede of people came yes. in. My husband said it basically was. Yeah. Because he wasn't breathing. And so, um, and it, it took a long time to get him out too. Like this all, this part, even though it was probably fast, felt like a million years. Like, yes. And I was also trying so hard not to throw up because of the drink they gave me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just everything, it felt like it was taking forever. Yes. And so, and then finally, everything calmed and he was okay. okay. So, Jared, they said, you can come see him. So, he went to see him. And so, he I'm assuming, to, did they take him to the NICU? Yes. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. I forgot to say this part earlier, too. We knew he was going to have to spend at least six hours in the NICU. Mm-hmm. The NICU t- team came in and told us that, um, which I was a little nervous about. But I was like, "You, I want to make sure he's okay. Like, yes. Yeah. And I, I had asked when the NICU team came in if we could do, like, the golden hour and things like that. And yeah. they were like, if everything, if he's fine, if he's stable, yes. Yes. So he wasn't. Yeah. So we couldn't. Um, and then they rushed him to the NICU. And then I could not hold it in anymore, and I threw up. And that was the worst, like, that was the worst feeling ever. Because you can't sit up. No. And so, and I was so scared I was going to choke. But let yes. me tell you, they know what they're doing. Like, yes. I guys like, know what yeah. you're doing. <laughs> you it happens to... more than I'd like to admit. Mm-hmm. Anesthesia just makes people nauseous. Yeah. So we've got the whole barf bag thing down to a system. <laughs> well, and he had like, sorry if this is TMI, but he had like this, like almost like a dental sucker. Mm-hmm. And he just, yeah, just sucked pfft. it all out. Yep. 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 It's a thing. It was like, <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Anyway, so they get me all put back together. They get me in the room, and, oh, man, I was so drugged up. I was so out of it. Um, But it was kind of starting to come down. I was feeling a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I wasn't 100%, but I was feeling better. The doctor came in, and he sat down, and he was like, I am so sorry for everything you had to go through. He was like, if your pelvis is so tiny he would have mm. never fit past it um and he was like if i would have known this i would have given you a c-section the day you came in here mm. which i think he thought i was gonna be mad but i wasn't yeah. because i like even though even describing these days and how scary and terrifying and awful they were i'm so grateful for them because like i went through that like my body yeah. did that i went through that like it's just like I'm not mad about it like and he was like if I had a crystal ball and would have known like and I was like no because also he really needed that steroid shot yes and And the time he had mm -hmm. with you even just choosing to labor for two days Mm -hmm. probably gave his lungs just the amount of time he needed you know what I mean yeah and so I didn't I don't hold any ill feelings towards my doctor Mm -hmm. or anyone I think it happened how it was supposed to yeah and so he he also said he was like that was the hardest c-section I've ever performed because of how stuck he was Mm. and so that's so interesting was he just like wedged into your pelvis funny or like yeah and he because like he was so down there they had to take like 
a sucky thing and I don't know if they had to like suck him out or what yeah yeah. but when he came out my husband literally said it popped like there was an actual pop yeah oh my gosh so I don't I don't know all the details but it was crazy yeah and so um that hour went by they said we need to keep you for an hour and then you can go to the NICU it went by so fast they came in and they were like do you want to go see him? And I was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. So they, <clears throat> I think I still had my epidural. I don't think they took it out right away. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they'll usually turn it off, obviously, as soon as you are done giving birth, but they usually don't actually remove the epidural catheter until you transfer to the postpartum floor. And I feel like that's usually within the first hour or two after birth. That makes sense. So you probably still had it in your back, yeah, but every hospital is different. Did. It just, I don't know. It depends. depends. Yeah. So they took they took me on the whole bed, which okay. I was surprised yeah. they took yeah. the bed. But I was like, whatever. Yeah, you're like, all right, I'll yeah. just lounge. Here we are. <laughs> and they took us to the NICU, and they wheeled me in the room backwards. And I can't even describe how it felt. I think I felt every single emotion you can feel. Mm. And I just felt so much love. I instantly started bawling. I was so happy and so like, wow, like I grew him. He's here. He's mine. Like, and he had, he had a CPAP, a feeding tube. Do you have oxygen when you have a CPAP? (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm not sure. He had an, uh, he had an IV. He had all these wires and I just like, Oh, I can't even, I can't even explain it. And just thinking about it gives me chills. It was, it was crazy. It was mm-hmm. a crazy feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and then I felt so exhausted. And so they were like, let's get you back. Mm-hmm. So I went to the postpartum floor. Okay. And it was so surreal. Like, it was crazy. And then I felt so angry. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna cry. I felt so angry for weeks after because I felt like I failed him. And I felt like I failed myself because I was not ready. And I thought that that was wrong, that I wasn't ready. Um, now, I feel so happy and I feel so grateful and I don't hold any anger towards it anymore. Mm. But people would say, like, congratulations, you just had your baby. And I would say, like, in my head I would say, yeah, I just had my baby ripped out of me. And now he's in a completely different room than me. And I don't even get to hold him yet. Like, I felt so angry and so sad. And it was so hard to feel happy, even though he was here. And I just, I just remember every time someone said congratulations, I just wanted to slap them. Like, this is not, like, in my head, I was like, this is not a congratulations. This is not fun. And I I don't feel that way anymore. Now Mm. I feel so happy. But the first month was so hard. And he, he was in the NICU for eight days. And those eight days were hell. They were literal hell. And I am so 
grateful for the NICU because they were amazing. And he did so amazing. Like, yeah. that night he was able... I only saw him with his CPAP once because that night... That's amazing. It was crazy. He... It, like, I feel like... So they told us to expect 30 days. Wow. In the NICU. Because mm-hmm. they said, expect to your due date. To your due date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... <laughs> His CPAP came out. He was on room air. And the only thing that he had the hardest time with was eating. Mm -hmm. And so, and he didn't even have his IV for that long either. Amazing. Which, it was. Just a little trooper. Yeah, he was. He's like, Mama, I'm here. Like, I'm here, Mom, and I'm fine. Yeah. And, like, oh, those days were so hard. And, like, I have two cousins who their babies will be in the NICU for a really long time and I just like anytime I hear about a baby in the NICU now I just want to give the mom a hug and just say like one day you're gonna wake up and it'll be over Mm -hmm. like and I remember I cried every time we left the hospital and I would cry at home because I I felt so horrible that he was there and I wasn't Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then plus recovering, like recovering was hard. Like yes, it was so hard. Yes. But looking back now, like I'm so grateful for everything that we went through and everything that I felt, even those angry emotions and even the sadness. Like yes, because it just it just is so real. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And yeah, that's what I was just gonna say, Shelby. Is like the anger. And the sadness and all the emotions that you felt about your birth are all very valid emotions and emotions that I think many people also share when they have an experience, especially having a C-section. I think those are very common emotions that you feel and to have like already validated and vocalized them is huge. And you're only three months postpartum, (laughs) not even like, you know what I mean? Like genuinely, I think you're already so ahead of the game in just recognizing that it's okay to have felt those emotions about your experience because they were real emotions and they were real and they were valid. And like you said, you are incredible for having a baby, period. Mm -hmm. No matter how he got here or what it looked like. And like, you're already an amazing mom two and a half months in (laughs) because guess what? He's thriving and so are you. You know what I mean? And, yeah. like, every day is different and every day is a challenge. And starting from literally the day you get pregnant until <laughs> the day that little baby is a grown old like, human. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you feel this responsibility, I think, as, as a mom to kind of take it all on and feel everything. <laughs> and I feel like you just have a really beautiful way of, of recognizing that and feeling those things and like you're I don't know it's just teaching me sitting here I'm like wow I need to be better at like saying it's okay that I was angry about that because that's such a healing thing also just if anyone is going through that like it's going to be over one day like Mm -hmm. because I was so anxious and so sad the first month and then it was like one day I woke up and was so happy like Mm. And so, like, like I have a son now. Yeah. I'm a mom now. And, like, I, yeah, I went through all those hard things. And it's okay. And it's okay that not every day is happy. Like, I'm not saying, yes. I'm not saying no, like, oh, yes. every day I'm so happy. Like, I still cry. And, like, 
I still have a hard time and I am still recovering. I still get sore and things like that. Yes. But that's okay. Like, it doesn't make me a bad person. And like you said, it doesn't make me a bad mom. It doesn't make anyone a bad mom. No. But it was, like, I still look back and I'm like, I went through that. You did. I'm like, look at that. <laughs> look at what you went through. For like, real, girl. Like, you deserve an award. <laughs> For real. But, wow. It was just, it's crazy. And <laughs> it's still crazy. I know. And, and I'm sure you'll continue to reflect on your pregnancy and your birth experience as you continue to watch your son grow. Because I think we all do. It, it's like so nostalgic because they grow and you're like, oh, you were a baby. Like, why are you getting so big? And it, like, they'll be like a week old. And you're like, oh, why are you growing? You were so tiny like a week ago. And I just think like your experience may not have been what you planned. It was not what you expected. It, like, you could be very angry and very upset. And those emotions, again, I would say are normal and healthy Mm -hmm. (laughs) given your circumstance. Like, nothing went to plan, really. Mm -hmm. But to also be able to see the good in it, I think, is such a powerful lesson for us to see, too. Where it's like, yeah, we can't always control the cards that we're dealt but how we respond and how we choose to, you know, kind of move forward. Not saying every day is like, this is the <laughs> best day of my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is not what I mean by this in any way. But to be able to see the good within something that was really hard is really something that's amazing. So thank you for teaching me that <laughs> today. Thank you. Every time I get the chance to share someone's birth story here on the podcast, I feel absolutely honored. Sharing your birth story is an extremely vulnerable thing to do. To tell it with honesty and absolute vulnerability is no small task, no matter how your birth goes. It is always an absolute honor. So thank you to Shelby for coming and being honest and open and sharing her true struggles and sharing her triumphs and really empowering us all to remember the strength that we have within us as women as we take on these different journeys of motherhood. Everyone's journey is different and everyone's journey is beautiful in its own way. And I gain strength from each and every one of you who have told your story here on the podcast. So thank you for that. If you aren't already, follow me along on Instagram and TikTok at undereducated.pod and catch us here next week for another episode.